This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson. Matt, it's a lovely Friday here in Pittsburgh. Lots of uh, stuff going on around the NFL, including, of course, what we've talked about all week long, the Ben Roethlisberger situation. Uh, there's some things happening, uh, you know, with, with some quarterbacks elsewhere. Uh, we were just talking about this. One. Rumblings. We were talking about this one off the air. Everybody's talking about Russell Wilson. Russell right. Wilson's agent says, hey, Russell doesn't want to be traded, but if he were to be traded, it would be to Here's one of the teams. Yeah, yeah here, are the, here are the four teams he would want to go to. Here's the thing. Russell Wilson will not be traded. I will go on record right now guaranteeing this. Why? Because he wants out. He wants to go. Russell Wilson's (laughs) dead cap hit for the Seattle Seahawks this year, if they traded him or released him, would be $58 million. (laughs) To not have a great quarterback. In a season in which the salary cap is going down. Right. We're guessing it's going to be around 185 million dollars. They would be ha- they would have a guy counting a th- almost a third of their salary cap to play to elsewhere. not play for them. And then you'd have to pay another quarterback. Yes, and I then mean, you would have to have another. I know who their backup is off the top of my hand, but they're not going to hand it to that guy. No, whoever it is. I mean, it's <laughs> going to be somebody else in addition to. So you got to pay. It, it's silly to even talk about it. It's not going to happen. We were kind of talking about it off the air. I didn't realize the, the, the dead money was that great because, the, you know, the headlines, like everybody else I'm reading, think, well, maybe he can kind of push the issue and get out of there. They would have, assuming they add another quarterback, they'd have like $70 million in cap space to one if position. If not more. If not more. For yeah. one player, really, for a starting quarterback. In a year in which that. the salary cap is going down. Right. Which it makes no sense. makes no sense. I yeah. mean, it's an impossibility. This is what makes it the same. It's the same reason here that the Texans trading Deshaun Watson is almost an improbability. Mm-hmm. Now he can say whatever he wants to say. I'm the, I'll never play. Just went across the screen. I'm never going to play again for the Texans. You know what Deshaun Watson's dead cap hit is for the Houston Texans? Fifty-ish. Sixty-seven million dollars. Wow. In wow. a year in which the salary cap—that's more than a third. Yeah. Right. So the guy for a guy who's not going to play for you now. The Texans know they're going to stink. Well, sure, sure. But and you'll stink a lot more without them, right? But, but if still, you can you recoup can't sixty-seven million dollars, you, you, you can't have even if the cap had gone up cap. this year, you, you can't dramatically. You can't have sixty-seven million dollars in dead, dead, dead cap space. That right. doesn't work. I mean, all you folks that are complaining about the Ben situation and the dead cap, sixty-seven and he, he's million. Already, he's already <laughs> even in the same league. Yeah, what's, what was Wilson? Fifty-eight or yeah. something like that. These guys are like twenty million more than what Roethlisberger counts. And the Steelers are want to re- renegotiate that to get it down. I mean, like, I've heard people in the last 24 hours who do a good job on TV and in podcasts and do what we do for a living saying, well, who says no? Watson for Wilson. Do you know how much money <laughs> that would cost? <laughs> I mean, that would be like, okay, we're going to give 
If we're the Texans, that's going to cost us sixty-seven, and then we're to play. Pay and then you got to pay Russell his nineteen million dollar salary. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we got eighty-five in, in cap space at the for one player. Yeah, really. <laughs> and Seattle's not much better. Like, well, they'd be in just bad shape. I mean, Watson's base salary is ten point five, so they'd be. Right, right. You know. Add ten point five to the dead space, and you get a starting quarterback <laughs> for seventy million dollars. Seventy million this year. Right. It's nuts. You're right. Yeah. You can't do it. Can they negotiate though? I mean, like, could Wilson tear up his contract or not tear it no, up? No, because hey, the cap hits the cap hit for like because both the signing, these guys just signed deal. The signing bonus for both of those guys is the, is what the problem here and yeah. the guaranteed money. That's, that's why in their that's in their bank account right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're they're living. Yeah, they're yeah. That's their money. Unless yeah. they want to pay it back. Hey, yeah, gonna, pay it I don't back. even know if that's possible. I don't know if that's possible either. Right. I mean, we like, wrote yeah, you a I'll, check for I'll, I'll, million. I'll write you a check for thirty million dollars if you trade me. Now we can uh, think about yeah, it, but, but I don't, how does that affect my cap? I don't and, know that you can do that. Right, right, right. I mean, not to mention the owner, that's his money. Like, right. we always talk about, like, it's Monopoly money. Like, he wrote a check and signed it, you know, the owner of the of the Seahawks. Yeah. And, Deshaun Watson, and this happened in, what, 20, 20, last season, before last season. Yeah, right. These are new deals. They gave him a $27 million signing bonus with that deal. Right. That makes you untradeable, basically. $110 million of his contract is is fully guaranteed of a four-year $156 million contract. Yeah. So, And both these young men were very happy to sign them because Watson's was like this even more recent. Yeah. They were thrilled, you know. Absolutely. And was the organization that much different then? So we could talk about this stuff all we want. But dollars They're talk. very unlikely to happen. The Texans could do it and just stink the joint out. Right. You know, and just but Seattle's, not add anything. Seattle was a playoff team last year. Pete Carroll's 100 years old. I mean, like, they, they're, they're going to win gonna, now. They're not going to rebuild. They've been in win now mode forever. They, right. You yeah. know, they don't have, they don't first round pick this year or next year right. for Jamal Adams. Because they, they traded away guys. They, they're, they're, they've done this like the Penguins do it. They will trade you. Oh, they, first round picks. They don't value first round picks. No. I mean, they've traded them for Jimmy Graham and Percy yeah. Harvin and guys like that over the years, too. That's why it's funny. Like even before I knew these cap hit situations, I was talking about Wilson, and we we you know the the names of teams that he was interested in. Like for example, the Bears were one. I'm like, what are the Bears even going to give him? I mean, money aside, five first round picks, and Seattle doesn't even like first round picks. <laughs> you know, like so they can trade them. Like I don't even know how you make a deal just football wise, let alone cap wise. So he's going to Seattle. Yeah, but he's staying. I mean, maybe they fire the whole coaching staff is a better chance, and then getting rid of the quarterback at this point. Yeah, so uh, that's to me. Uh, I wanted to make this first segment today about myth busting. Yeah, right, right. And that's one of the like we're all guilty of it. You yeah. read a, a headline or something that goes across the screen, or you get a blurb on your phone, and then you start thinking. But there's more to it than that. There's it's there, it's, it's <laughs> not just. It's more. not like, and that's what makes footballs different than. All the other sports. Mm-hmm. If a guy in baseball, for example, signs a four-year, eighty million dollar contract, he he's probably get getting he's probably getting twenty million dollars a year, and, he's and it's fully guaranteed. It There's no signing right, right, bonus. Right. There's no salary cap. Right. So you don't have right, to worry right, about right, that that, that right. part of it. You're, you know what the cap, You know what the the money is. Yeah. He's going to get it. It's guaranteed. You know, you live with it. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, the, football's a lot different. Football's a lot, a lot different. Yeah. There's more involved than just saying, "Hey." I, would anybody? Would any team like to add Deshaun Watson? Absolutely. Yes. Would any team like to add Russell Wilson? Absolutely. Sure. But it's not. And it's not bad for the buyer, but the seller can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, right. it becomes. You know, you just can't do it, and that's sure. why the draft picks, the, the compensation has to be. I mean, if, if again, if you're Houston and you're going to trade Deshaun Watson and take on a fifth, what did I say, sixty-eight million dollar cap hit? Right. 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 
Yeah, I better get three or four first-round draft picks for him. I mean, hypothetical, if this is a year from now and the same situation's popped up with name any two quarterbacks, the Steelers could trade for those guys. Right. But the the team does can't get rid of them. The, the, the difficult thing here, like Patrick, you couldn't trade. You, you couldn't trade for Patrick Mahomes. No. Right. Pa- if Patrick Mahomes went to the Chiefs tomorrow and said, "I want out," I, I will never play for you again. I'll never play for you again. They couldn't trade him. No. Because, because of the, the cap hit that Davis handled. <laughs> right. I, I'm going to look it up here. I mean, it's going to be worse yeah. than Wilson's or Watson's, who are high. Because he got a huge signing. Like because he got a ridiculous deal. Right. Yeah. I mean that's. That's basically saying we're 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 getting married when we sign this contract and it's for life. I mean, if you change your mind, yeah, this you're is worse. Here, right? Worse than you know, worse than well, I say worse, worse than marriage, but right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I is mean, there anything worse than marriage? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's, it's I mean, more yeah. it's almost more binding than marriage. Right. I mean, there's no divorce. You're, you're, like Patrick Mahomes' dead cap hit would be fifty nine million. So it's not it's not awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dead cap hit, if he had gone to them, at the, well, he just signed a deal this year, but his dead cap hit in, in 2020 would have been sixty, almost $65 million. This year it goes down to 59.6, so you're getting a bargain there. So, I mean, these awesome quarterback deals means that they're that team's quarterback. Yeah. Again, I guess Houston's a little different. I mean, if he truly refuses to, I don't think Wilson's to the point where I'm never going to play another snap for you guys again. I'm offended. I hate the organization. He's going to go back to Seattle. Watson, they could really stink out the joint and pay nobody this year and make it work. But it's such bad business. I mean, it's, again, I mean, it's, you're, you're not using your money at all wisely. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, another myth, and this is more of an NFL thing. You need to take a running back in the first round, or you're you know you're wasting your time. These guys can't. It, it, this is what I'm hearing from a lot of Steeler fans. The Steelers, oh, 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 Steelers okay. have to take Najee Harris in the first round if he's available. That's the move to make because you need to upgrade that running game. Here's the list of the top ten rushers in the okay, NFL okay. this season: Derrick Henry, second round, second pick. round pick; Dalvin Cook, second round, second round pick; Jonathan, early, but Jonathan Taylor, second round, second pick, round pick; Aaron Jones, third round pick. Hmm, I was thinking he was a four. Okay. Maybe a four, but yeah, he was right, a four. Yeah. He was a four. They, they took Jamal Williams. Yeah. Uh, David Montgomery, third-round pick. Third-round pick, yeah. Uh, James Robinson. Undrafted. Undrafted. Yes. Nick Chubb, second-round pick. Early, yes. Early, but second-round pick. Yes, yes. Uh, Josh Jacobs, first-round pick, but a late first-round pick. Very late, right. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, he doesn't count. He doesn't count, no. Melvin doesn't. Gordon was a first-round pick. Yeah, I guess so, but he's on his second team. But he's on his second team. And he's not making big money. Yeah, he was okay. the, he was the tenth leading rusher this year. So okay. of the of the top ten leading rushers in the NFL this season, and that's not even all. Only only uh, nine of those guys were thousand yard rushers. And it wasn't it wasn't a great year for rushers. No, I mean, for running back production overall. Right. All those guys are second, third, fourth round picks or undrafted. Mm-hmm. Right, and, and you didn't even mention Kamara. Right, who's a third? You know, he's had a, a super productive guy. There's a little caveat there that Barkley and McCaffrey pretty much missed the whole year. Like, in every fantasy draft, they were the first two or three picks. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's a bit of an anomaly. They were super high picks. But Ezekiel Elliott played all year long. And didn't play. He's starting to decline. Yeah. You know, are there other high picks? Gurley is shot. Um, trying to think who some of the other firsts are. Four Nets never lived up to it. In terms of yards per game, that changes things. Edward was bad. That changes things a little bit. But you got Henry, Cook, Chubb, Aaron Jones, Jonathan Taylor, 
James Robinson, Miles Sanders, because he missed a couple of games. And he's a second. But a second-round yeah. pick. Uh, Joe Mixon, second-round second pick. Second-round pick. Uh, Montgomery, Josh Jacobs. Those are your top ten. I, and I'm not arguing with you, but a couple of those guys, Mixon, Cook, are first-round talents. But they had some they things. went where they went because they still of, went where yeah. they went. Right. And part of it – and if they were quarterbacks, they would have been first round picks. Or if they were left tackles, they would have been I mean, Mixon's. Mixon totally would not different. have. Yeah. No, he would not have. Mixon right. was lucky he was drafted. I'm sure there's 20 if, teams. If he was less talented, yeah. I'm sure he right. wasn't on the boards for a lot of teams. Steelers weren't taking him in the seventh round. Right. Right. Yeah, he's a different one. Cook was knees. Um, no, it's a great point. But this draft, I, I hope my tune changes in a month. I think there's still three backs. I think so, but I think there, uh, the more I look at this, the other thing. Difference makers. The other thing, yeah. The, well, the other thing about this is when you look at the list of guys, what's a what's a good number of carries for a back? I don't know. In, over 200 and over 150 or okay. mean, like to judge them? So if we're going, there were only 10 backs who had more than 200 carries last year. Okay. Because I was about to say right after you asked me that, how many Bell cow every down backs are in the league That's right now. Th- there are many. Many. I Everybody's mean, like, and, and Austin so, a great player, but he's not that guy. Are, or, you, know, are you looking for a bell cow back? Because that's kind of passe now. It's a bit of a Tomlin thing. It is. But that doesn't mean that's the only way to go. Right. It's the only way to you know to fly the skies. Um that's here were the, here were the backs. I'm not even sure ATN's a bell cow back. Here were the, no, I don't. I don't, I don't think, think he, he is. is. Right. I think he's more of one of these guys. You give it to him two hundred times and sixty yeah. percent. I mean, Aaron Jones isn't a bell cow back. And he he barely. Last, right. He was the last guy with with more than two. He had two hundred and one carries last year. Okay. And they used a second round pick on a running back yeah. this year. And they used a second round pick. So it was Henry Cook, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Ezekiel Elliott, Robinson, Kenyon Drake. Drake's a strange one. Jonathan Taylor. Melvin Gordon and Aaron Jones. Those were the backs this year who got just two hundred many carries. Two hundred carries, which means you got to stay healthy. Of that's course, like, that's like, four, but that's not a high bar. That's fourteen carries a game. Fourteen carries a, day, a game and, and play every game. Yeah, or miss two games and average. Uh, these guys all game. played at least fourteen games. Okay, that makes sense. Now there would have been like Chubb would have gotten over that number. He was he right, had, he point, had one hundred ninety right. and twelve games. And I'm sure McCaffrey and Saquon would have too. I mean that's yeah. a speculation, but they're. But that's down. all part of it. That's why you don't that's all get the ba- you know yeah. go go with backs who who get that many carries because they are they have a tendency to break down at some point. I mean, anyone who plays fantasy realizes running backs go super high because there's not many that get the touches. Right. So many teams have a combination. My problem, though, and this is very Steeler centric and recency bias, is their backs have been too different. Right. You know what I mean? Snell versus Samuels. That doesn't get it done. I mean. Neither one of those, to me, is over the line. They I, don't have to be superstars, I, I think, and they're too yeah. centric in the way that they play. I think it goes back to what we were talking about on Wednesday, where, okay, you draft one, preferably in the first two rounds, mm-hmm. because now you're getting a, a premium talent. Because you don't have to take, a, pre, you don't have to take a, a, a running back in the first round to get a premium talent there. That's kind of the point of this. And I agree with that nine nine years out of ten. I'm not sure I agree with it this year, though. But it may happen. It could still happen this year. There's right. no guarantee that Najee Harris, Travis Etienne. We said this last year. Oh, the, you know, one of those backs or two of those backs will go in the first round. I bet they're all there at 24. And one of them went in the first round last year. Mm-hmm. And, and the they were all in, in, in uh, ten years ago. Four of them go in the first oh, round. Jonathan Taylor's a top ten pick. Yeah, and, yeah, right, right. right Dobbins right. is, you know, he'll go in the first round yeah. too. Right, but it didn't. It doesn't happen now it because teams happen. wait. Because teams wait. Yeah, I mean, the whole tackle versus back conversation 
is a really good one. I'm just not sure where I stand on it because in a vacuum, I don't care what team or the players or the season or the year or the draft class, I'll always, always, always take a tackle. The tackle's going to be with you longer, presumably. Sign sign him after the first deal. Anyone that drafts a running back should look at it like, we're getting one contract out of him and then I better draft another one in year four. And that's, to me... And we've talked about this, that 50-year option being now fully now guaranteed. Right, right. Do you want to fully guarantee your running back in year five? Do you want that running back the in year five? The most injury-prone position. It, it, yeah, the most injury-prone right. position. That yeah. you plan on running in the ground. If you get to that point, you can just use the franchise tag on him. Which isn't much different. And nowadays. you get that 50-year. It's right, the same right, right. thing. Right. If the guy's any good, because if you make the Pro Bowl, that 50-year option is the average it's it's essentially the franchise tag. If you're the first round pick on a running back, you better make a pro bowl. Yeah. I mean, because you know. you're paying that guy the average of the top 5 players at his position, which is the franchise tag. Which is the franchise, right? It's the difference. What's if the difference? you pick up the 50-year option on him and he hasn't made the pro bowl, then you have to it's the average of the top 10 mm-hmm. guys. So it's essentially the transition tag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which isn't that good a deal. Uh, they for a They've guy who hasn't, existed, he hasn't right. made the Pro Bowl. They haven't made the Pro Bowl, right. <laughs> so here's my question to you. Would you rather pick Najee Harris at 32 or 33? 33. Yeah, right. Right. So so you may look at that. Teams may may look at that. That's what nobody's thinking about right now. The mm-hmm. only We're the only people talking about this that I know of. I haven't heard this from any That fifth-year option since, right. it, since it is now fully guaranteed. It's not your friend anymore. It, it is not. your great friend. Yeah. You know, like, oh, what is Give TJ the option or Minka the option or whoever because, it is. For example, and, when the Steelers – and the Steelers will pick up the 50-year option on Minka Fitzpatrick this mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. What they're essentially doing then is fully guaranteeing the final two years of his contract. Right. Because right. you – It's the same as a tag, like it, you said. It, as soon as you offer that guy that, that deal or that, that make it pick up that option, his next year's salary becomes fully guaranteed. So even if you cut him going into, into training camp after – he's Yeah. You, you can't. I mean, he, he could get hit by a bus. Yeah. He could quit. You owe he him could, that money. He's, yeah, he's it's getting fully that guaranteed. Cash, like other sports, that's one of the only instances they actually gets that way. Yeah, it's, boy. I mean, how many? Uh, there aren't many players that at 24, I'm taking no matter what, and not highly entertaining trade downs. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that includes Harris. Maybe it would change my tune if Harris is already gone and I feel like I have to get it back. But that's bad business. And you just rattled off, you know. I don't think the second round backs this year will be as good as most years. Is one of my problems. Right. That, that's the that's the There's flying like five or Six of them, like we talked about last year. But do all three of those, like, or do two of those backs go in the first round? I'm not so sure. I don't think they will. Because I think a lot of teams are going to look at this the same way that, like, that, that we are. Well, I'll take the tackle. Mm-hmm. Or I'll take the defensive tackle, or I'll right, take right, right. Who, even though the defensive tackles aren't that good this year. When you you're look looking at old rules backs, when you're looking at it long term here, you're going okay. I could take Christian Barmore at 25, or I can take a running back at 25. I'll take Christian Barmore. I'll he's he's right. going to be with my team for the next 10 years or eight mm-hmm. years. I mean, you still have to pay him after contract one, right? And including, but the, you know, you're going to be getting a defensive lineman, and he's going to probably be there. You're going to have value there. And that's what I was saying about tackle versus running back too is. The big thing to me is, I don't have, at least under the old rules, I'm, I don't think Carolina and even Dallas are upset about using an early pick on Barkley, McCaffrey, Elliott. They've gotten a lot of good usage out of them. 
I think the teams are upset about extending Gurley, extending Zeke. You know, uh, it hasn't hit Derrick Henry yet. But I, I think paying a running back after contract one is bad business. I'm not so sure that drafting one in the first round, run him in the ground, send him on his way is bad business. But what I do know is if I get in a situation, and this certainly applies to Steelers, where I have to add a back or a tackle from outside the organization, it's expensive. It's yeah. awful to do a tackle. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, yeah. Villanueva was going to make big money if he wants to play somewhere, and he didn't block people very well this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Although Pro Football Focus had him as the Steelers' number one offensive lineman. Did they really? Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> I, I wish him the best of luck. I'm rooting for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 you can get backs and better than the Carlos Hyde's and James Connors of the world too. This is an odd year for backs. Yeah. That's why my and the more I think about it, I, I just a couple days ago I said I think the first pick's going to be a back because there's only three. You got to get one of them. But the Steelers are big picture thinkers, and I'm sure. That if we all believe that I was saying that nine out of ten times you should take the tackle over the back, all things being equal, because you should, I don't think they're going to get out of their lane just for that reason. I'm not saying they won't take a back in the first round, but right. they understand the big picture. He better be a really special he back. He better be a really special back. Are any of these three really special? I mean, they're not Saquon. No. <laughs> I mean, that's special. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're good, really good players, massive upgrades. And... Uh, What's interesting too is I'm not sure the tackle's a starter though. That's the other point. That's the other side of the, the equation here right. that you have to think about. Like, who's going to help you most this year? What well, would be the back? It would be the back. Yeah, more than probably any because you don't have a starter there. there, right? Which keeps bringing me back to the trade down. Is let's not force something here. Let's let the draft tell us what to take because guys are falling off the board and we don't have as much invested. But it takes two to trade down too. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyways, that's, that was a that's fun, yeah. and fun segment. I think there, you know, we could do this a lot. Uh, I'm terms, sure we will too. In terms of you know myth busting and those kind of things, mm-hmm. it's just you know I think there are a lot of assumptions that go on that happen out there. Like just real quickly here, I think the assumption was well, Ben and, and Art Rooney sat down this week, and the only thing they talked about was his contract. Oh no, 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 no. no. no, no you no. know this was this was about getting Ben to buy into. You know, I, I have some quick numbers real quickly here, numbers here. In in 2020, last season, the Steelers ranked 31st, or I'm sorry, 30, uh, 28th in running the football. Yeah. In 2018, they were 31st running the football. You're not talking about success. You're talking about percentage. Number of running plays. Okay, okay. Um, in, uh, in 2019, when Roethlisberger missed the entire season, they were 21st. Mm-hmm. So this tells me that Roethlisberger, as we've talked about a lot, is checking out of a lot of – Pass plays, sure checking into pass plays, right, right. out of run plays. Well, I think that's because of his lack of confidence in the running backs because when they had Le'Veon Bell in 2017, they ran the ball the 15th most times in the they league. They handed it to him. They gave and, it to him. Yeah, and if it's up to Ben, he had no problem doing it. So I think part of that conversation with, with, mm-hmm. with Art Rooney and, and, and Roethlisberger is, hey, we're going to get you a back this year that you got to give him the ball. You need to play your end of the. You need to you need to live yeah. up. At, like we don't want you throwing the ball six hundred and twenty five times. We know that doesn't work. Yeah. No. If we can right, cut right. that down to five hundred and fifty, that's better for you and it's better for us. And we want to. If we're going to draft a back in the first two rounds, we want you to use them. We want you to use them. Right. One last note that you mentioned off the air when we kind of went through those numbers that I want people to know. 
when your quarterback doesn't run, you're going to be near the. You're, you're not, not at the top. You're not going to be in the top ten. Right. You're just not. Atlanta's at the bottom. Yeah. You know, like Tampa. Tampa well Bay ran there, the ball right. less than the Steelers this right. year because their quarterback doesn't run the ball. I mean, we're not talking about Lamar's, but if you have a guy that runs four, five, six times a game, times sixteen, you can't keep up with that. Right. You know, so that part's important. The Steelers probably won't be. In the top fifteen next year. Yeah, no Ben's what. runs are mostly kneel downs at the end of a game. Right. If you you're might winning, scramble yeah. once a game. Right. You know, from slide. You know, so you're not going to get the numbers there. You know, just in terms of rushing attempts. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo never hand the ball to their running backs, and I bet they have a lot of rushing. Attempts. They still have more rushing attempts than the Steelers. Right. And yeah. they don't ever hand the ball off. <laughs> <laughs> he is Matt Williamson. I'm Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Uh, we want to thank uh, Jacob Recht for keeping us on the air during this segment, and we want to thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to the drive. I'm Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson and Matt. We uh, it's Friday. We got to do our mock draft. We haven't done one for a little while. We haven't done one since Monday, so uh, we like to do these things. Monday we did more, or Wednesday we did the. We went through Daniel Jeremiah's top fifty. Yeah, right, right. And we right, also yeah, at that point went over the guys that we would take at twenty four. Kind of a out of those top fifty that Jeremiah had. And right. Verse. Javante Williams is what versus Javante Williams. That was an interesting little. It was. I've been thinking opening. about that a lot in the last two days. There might be more tackles that I would put on that list Maybe. ahead of them yeah. than, than I did that as we did it organically. But we still only got to like seventeen guys. We only got seventeen guys. <laughs> I mean, like some of these tackles. Like I don't think I put Mayfield there. I probably would now. You know, I mean, like, yeah. I thought about some tackles I would add, but I'm not sure the other positions I would. Right. You know. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so we're uh, we're using a coin, again the uh, ProFootballNetwork.com uh, draft. Mock draft simulator. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the first round is running. We're down to our pick, and we have three trade offers. The Okey first doke. one is from Baltimore. They were offering us pick twenty seven and their twenty twenty two second round draft pick. I like that a lot for pick number twenty four. I know we usually tell them to go pound salt, but I kind of like that. It's the Ravens. I can't trade with the Ravens because no, we can't. We, can't, Ravens, we, can't, trade we can't trade something to the Ravens that will make them a better team. And they obviously, make us a better team. And we get to beat them twice next year, and that second-round pick becomes an early one. Mm, I don't love it. Okay. Right. We, we usually always tell the division teams to pound salt. I'm going to so reject out. that out of hand. There you go. Out okay. of principle. Because we've got other offers, like this one from San Francisco. Mm. San Francisco is offering us pick 43, pick 102, pick 117, and two 2022 third-round draft picks. Whoa, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah. For pick 24 and pick 253. I don't care about 253. Right. 
I don't care about that one. That's not. I mean, that's, that's a lot. Very reasonable. That gets us like seven of the top 117 picks. And a lot of stuff. On and day two, two next more picks week. next right, year. Right, right. You say uh, it was two thirds next year. Two thirds next year. Wow. The Who's Giants belong to. Him? Maybe you don't know that. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, the Giants right. are offering us pick 42. Not pick, bad. Pick 76. So they're second and third round picks. Yeah. And their 2022 second round draft pick. Wow, I don't know which one I like better. Yeah, I bet you their second round draft pick is higher than Baltimore's. Oh, yeah. And yeah. San Francisco is in my opinion. Right. I don't know who the other one is. Four picks, saying, but... 24 and 141. I'll be going to go 141 on that one. Hmm. I, I like kind of going to 42 as opposed to the nine yeah, going further down. That's right? the spot. Like, if we want to take Javante Williams, now, now that makes a lot of sense. Line, and I'm sure there'll be a tackle. And we'll still get pick Dickerson 76 out of this there. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we get to the 2022 second round draft pick. That could, see that to me is the is the kicker here is because I because now if you want to trade for a quarterback next year that, that second round draft pick that might be 36 overall right you know even you, if it's 40 even if it's 40 it's yeah. not going to be 64 no <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not even going to be 63 right probably not <laughs> Daniel Jones have to go a long way I like the Giants deal is it worth Trying to sneak a little bit more out of them. Or we could try. We could try and see if they'll take something other than pick 141. Well, we give we them the next it. one down. or well, Let's counter it and see what the, Our next pick down is, is pick 217. No, that's though. a big gap. Away, yeah, right? that's, the, that's the problem there. So we would have, if we make that deal, we would have 42, 55, 76, 87, 128. Wow. I think we just make And they're second next year. And they're second next year. I think we just make If it. we make the deal... If we make the deal with San Francisco, on the other hand, because we're getting two third-round picks out of that now. Mm -hmm. Next Um, year. So if we make that deal, we have 43, 55, 87, 102, 117, and their two third-round draft picks. But it's only 42 versus 43, right, until we pick again? Is that right? I thought the the Niners one was further down, but maybe not. They had a pretty bad year. 43 and 43. Yeah, 42 and 43. So that's the same, basically, obviously. Essentially. So I, I, I guess looking at it that way, I do look, kind of like the the Giants deal a little bit better. You mean the Niners deal? No, cause I like the Giants deal a little bit better because we're. Also, I want that Giants second next year. We're get and we're, we're and we're also getting seventy six this year. We're getting an extra third round pick out of that, as opposed to that that those forty niners that next pick that yeah, they're giving us. I, I those are two fourth round picks. That, Let's say yes to the Giants. Okay, you don't want to counter it at all. Yeah, if you want to try to. Turn a seventh next year into a fifth. Let's or see if we can. Or, it, it, they're giving us their second. What if we throw in our fifth? Would they then take two seventeen instead of one forty? That's worth a shot. I bet they say no, but sure. probably not. Giving up a fifth next year doesn't bother me at all. They accepted it. Okay, there we go. How about that? So we're sitting pretty for this year. And we, the fifth next year, but we got we got we're gonna have comp picks. We're gonna have comp picks, and we yeah, yeah, don't care yeah and we got part. their second round pick next year. And if, let's say the Steelers are eight and eight. That means you're probably picking. Let's say the Giants are six and ten, the Steelers are eight and eight. You're probably picking nine, sixteen, and thirty-eight. Yeah, you can get better you can get quick. A quarterback that way. Yeah, you could get the five in a heartbeat. Okay, so we are we are on the clock here. Here we had a trade offer, but it wasn't. The Jaguars wanted to throw us a seventeen, a two thousand seventeen seventh round draft pick to move up three spots. Nah, that's all right. Nah, go pound salt. Yeah, beat it. Uh, the Giants moved up to take Aziz Ojolari. That makes sense for them. Yeah. They need an edge guy. Um, okay, so we're happy with it. Okay, uh, we are up at forty-two. Anyway. The guys available, the, the top guys available: are Kadarius Tony, Zayvon Collins, Pat Fryermuth, 
Tyson Campbell, Baron Browning, Jay Tufele, uh, uh, Asante Samuels Jr. available. Good player. Uh, Ronnie Perkins, Creed Humphrey, Aleem McNeil, Carlos Basham. There's some there's some guys there. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're looking at the running back position. Side note, I like McNeil a lot, by the way. I, don't, I think he should go higher than it works for the Steelers. But maybe in this situation he doesn't. I don't yeah. know. we got a lot of picks. Okay. Uh, obviously, Javante Williams is the top running back on the board. I wouldn't have a problem with that. At 42. Okay. Uh, at offensive tackle, it's Liam Eikenberg. The offensive tackles have dried up. Mm. I hate to hear that. Right. Well, you still got you got Eichenberg, you got Raddins, you've got uh, Spencer Brown out of Northern Iowa, mm-hmm. Jackson Carmen, James Hudson. Those guys are all still there. The first two would certainly fit the bill. At the center position, everybody's available. Nice. I think I go Javante Williams. I think you go Javante Williams. Here. Yeah. I think that's your boom. That's the pick. We're back up at fifty-five. The Texans are on the phone. They want to offer a sixty-seven and one hundred nine for fifty-five. I don't love it. Yeah, I, we've got a bunch of picks. Yeah, I would say we don't need a ton. Okay, we're going to reject that. I would mind future Texan picks, but yeah, right. You <laughs> <laughs> give us a, you know. I'd like to bet on them being bad. Um, okay, so offensive tackles. The only one uh, that went in that group was uh, Eichenberg went at forty three. The pick after ours to forty ers Eichenberg went. Who was the one you said behind him that was still available? Dylan Raddins is still available. Ooh, I think I like that. Pick. Yeah, Jackson Carmen's still available. I like Raddins better than Carmen. Um, I'm not so sure Raddins won't end up in the first round. He's trying to gain some Two center. of the centers did go. Did they? Yeah. So we got, uh, there you got Josh Myers, you got Quinn Miners uh, still available. Um, Trey Smith Trey Smith out of Tennessee is available at the guard I position. I think he's a guard, though, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have a hard time not taking Raddins. Your boy Rondell Moore is available. Ooh, <laughs> I love him, but tackles are important. Um, just looking here, Dylan Moses is available. Jabril Cox is available. Okay. I mean, I like – if I was to go outside the box, it would be for more. And – But I think Raddins is really hard to pass up here. Yeah. Um So, uh, do it. I guess the, the pick right ahead of us, or the picks right ahead of us were Pete Werner went 51, Kadarius Tony 52, Baron Browning 53, Pat Fryermuth 54. Would you consider Fryermuth? Maybe. I mean, he would be a yeah. good fit. Yeah, maybe. Especially now that we have an extra pick and he could kind of be your bonus prize. Yeah. You know, he'd be a nice guy to add. There's still some tight ends available Brevin Jordan, Hunter Long, Kenny Yaboa. That's your guy. That's yeah. my guy, yeah. Yeah. I Tommy think Tremble's go, still available, so I think we go to North Dakota State tackle and groom him. Okay, so that's the pick, and we're cruising here again. We're back up on the clock. Jacksonville's on the phone. Jacksonville's offering us pick 106 in their 2022 third round draft pick. That could be high uh, for pick 76 and our 2022 seventh round draft pick. I don't love that. I don't love that that's either. A Thirty pick drop. That's a big drop just yeah. for an early third. You hope. I'm going to reject that one. Yeah, Kansas City's on the phone. They're offering us 94 in their third round, 2022, second round. What, what pick are we at right now? We're at 76. So we're, they're offering, they want us to drop 18 spots as opposed to the 30. I'm not super excited about trading down. We, I'm we not either. We've, stuff we made moves we to made get to this. Trade yeah. down. It's time to Let's reject make this team too. good. Okay. Get a bunch of guys under contract for a year from now. So the tight ends are available? 
Jordan and Long, Yaboa, Tremble. Okay. I don't know that Jordan fits here. Amari Rodgers. Amari Rogers available. I like Amari Rogers a lot. Tylen Wallace available. Demetric Felton, Diami Brown, um, Nico Collins, Tutu Atwell. There's some guys there that mm-hmm. uh, are, are interesting. The Clemson receiver is my favorite of that yeah. group, Rogers. Quinn Miner still available. Ooh. Um, Guard experience too with him. Yeah. Don't have to rush him in the lineup. I mean, I don't know. We can operate under the assumption that they've signed a free agent center or not, but right. if they haven't. I would assume that they will because I that's how they think so that's how they right. work. It might not be a, a superstar, but right. You know, ben Carter. Somebody who could start up, yeah. Who could start on if they had this yeah. play. How about this? Jabril Cox still available. That's a difference maker for now. Let's do that. Yeah. I, Let's I, do that. I, I think he's that's your that's your bonus for the trade right. for the trade down because you hope that you know you don't take a step back on defense. You keep a strength of strength. He can step in and maybe start for you from day one. He's already really good in coverage. Yeah, you know, he's a lot different than what you have there. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, we're back up at eighty-seven now. Okay, and we have the Saints on the phone. The Saints are offering pick ninety-eight. That's not far. In their twenty twenty-two fourth round draft pick. That could be high or low, or I don't even know. I don't even know. Yeah. I'm not sure if the cap applies to them. For pick 87 and pick uh, our 2022 seventh round draft pick. It's not bad. It's not a bad offer. It's not a bad offer. Let's take a look and see before we uh, do anything with that. I'd say if Radins is still available, though, or uh, Miners still available, I think. I let's let's see what's the what's deal. there. Miners is still available. Mm. I think we just take that bird in the hand. Yeah, I think I think that's what you got to do. Let me let me done. just take a look here real quick. Uh, Kelvin Joseph available, Keith Taylor available, Ambry Thomas. There's some some corners there. Yeah, yeah. Edge defensive tackle Tui uh, Tui Povolutu, uh, Marlena Tui Povolutu out of USC available. Mm-hmm. Bobby Brown, Osa Odigizuwa, uh, the edge guys. I can't take any of them over the center. Yeah. How about receiver? I Amari, bet there's some receivers. Amari Rogers still available. That one intrigues me. Yeah. Tight Big ends, physical slot. Hunter Long still available at tight end. That intrigues ends. me. When do we pick again? We got a, uh, another pick coming up at. Ooh, we got a little bit of wait. One twenty-eight. One twenty-eight. We kind of already got our bonus prize though. In the linebacker, Long and uh, what's his face from the receiver are very interesting to me. I think I'd take the center though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lyman are important. Who, Lyman. who are you leaning? I don't think I'd go with Long. Well, he's pretty good, too. I he's mean, pretty good. I he mean, would help you on game day. He's going to play a lot for you. He would play a lot for you. Whereas the center is more of a, if you've if you dra- you signed somebody at that point, then you're probably, you know. He may not be active on game he day. May not, yeah, he might be your swing guy, your interior swing guy. Yeah. I think Rodgers is the best player of the group. Right, but that's, that's the true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you, do you I mean, really... He's a two hundred and ten pound slot receiver that's yeah. locked up. That's physical, coming from a big program. I could go for any of those three. If you don't take long, you're not going to get a tight end. You're like. not going to get a tight end that's actually going to be a long term or a help now. Right. Yeah. You know, you're not going to get one you like. I think Rogers is the best. If I had to put grades on all of them, Rogers would have the highest grade of those three. But linemen are important. Line. None of them are going to be there in the next pick. They are not. That's They're the not problem. Right. Yeah, that's that's the... This is a dilemma. This is one of my harder decisions that we've done in any of these mocks over the last couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, I hear you. 
I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed with any of them. No, I think you'd be happy to have any right. of them on your team. So then, it, to me, then it comes down to which one is going to help you the most this year. I think that's probably long. Probably, yeah. He's probably because he he'll play special ceiling, teams though. for you too. Yeah. Whereas the other two guys, I don't know. I think he has the lowest ceiling. That's the he's a double. He's a double. The other two guys are more swing mm-hmm. for the fence and hope he gets something here. He's a lot different than Ebron. Hmm. That's the see that to me is the biggest issue here is that Ebron doesn't block anybody. He doesn't block anybody. So yeah, you right. you know you need to get either sign somebody in free agency who's, who can be a blocker for you, mm-hmm. or you don't have one. I mean, a big problem with the steel running game is Ben's in the shotgun. The Ebron is your t- you're in your eleven personnel with a back Ebron and three receivers and Ben in the shotgun. You're not moving anybody. Right. There's only five people that move anybody. And if there's six or seven in the box, yeah. you could have Jim Brown. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, the back can make one guy miss. He can't make three. Right. I do think that we have a tackle now coming into camp that I want to dress in every game day, right. and I want him to play 10 to 12 snaps as a six lineman. But that's also taking a, a weapon uh, But he doesn't run anymore. Right. I mean, he doesn't, you know, yeah. of course. I mean, that I'm pulling... Well, we don't juju anymore. I mean, you're kind of you're kind of tipping you're kind of tipping your hand a little bit on what you're going to do. Yeah, I've been thinking about this too. I mean, I didn't mean to go down. This is probably a different segment, but if you come out there with, in this case, Javonta Williams, Ebron, a sixth offensive lineman, a rookie who you're playing a lot, Claypool, and Deontay, that's a pretty good five. Yeah, that's really young that are dynamic, and it doesn't mean you're running or throwing, you know? Right. You, you still got capable receivers, including a running back that can catch. It's not much different than here's the other. Here's now. the other problem. Ebron's only under contract for one more year. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you, you do need, as the Steelers, to, to – they haven't really put any emphasis on the tight end position. Because drafting them doesn't work. Right. You know, I mean, they drafted Jesse James, and it kind of worked. Kind of worked for a fifth-round pick. Yeah. I mean, he's never going to light the world on fire. But. And you got a, you know, a pick in return when he left. Side note, I mean, this is probably a whole other segment. Would you consider extending Ebron now to save money? Potentially. Me too. Because he's still only 28. Just know what he is. Yeah. You know, I mean. Yeah, don't expect him because to. Because Juju leaves, I want to see Ebron out there more. Right, he's but actually. Not as a tight end. He actually helps you replace Juju. Right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, I would consider saving money this year by extending Ebron. I thought his fifth year was a success. Even if you put a year, another year on it, you still lower that number. You lower that number. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking with him. We haven't talked about him. Um, but then. You've got to get a number two who can block. Right. I mean, Ebron is closer to Juju than he is yeah. to Bruner. Yeah. For sure. As we just need to know that. Let's take long. Yeah. It's not a sexy pick, but I think it's a need pick. And he's not a, I mean, none of these tight ends are trained killers in the run game. Anymore. No, I but mean, he'll, but at least he's that profile. Yeah. You know, he's, got, tight end. he's got some long-term. Wow. Like, you see what you did there. But he could be, he could be a, your, your tight end for, you know, the next seven years. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'll be, you know, is he going to be, you know, Kittle or Kelsey? Mm-hmm. No, but he's going to be a valuable player for Just you. Just to pull back the curtain, we recorded the wide receiver and tight end video yesterday, and 
I remember one of us saying, I think Long is one of the more NFL ready tight ends. Yeah, in he this caught. Class. He had. He was targeted eighty nine times last year. Yeah, they used him a lot at BC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm was, fine with this. He was our number one guy. Because I think this pick, along with the six offensive linemen being used more, gives me five guys out there I like a little better. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, agree. I think you're less soft. <laughs> yeah, to be no, very I, honest, I, I, I think so. Yeah, your eleven personnel last year was soft. Soft. Yeah. Okay, we're back up here at one twenty-eight. Uh, I'm just going to look at the best guys available. You got Ambry Thomas out of Michigan, Sean Wade out of Ohio State. That's interesting. That's an intriguing, intriguing guy. Um, because I think he has some Sutton-like qualities. Yes, that's exactly who I would. He, only yeah. bigger, bigger, more pedigree. Yeah, you know, I mean, um, big slot could probably line up on tight ends. Maybe he develops more as an outside corner, but that was sort of a that's his that's his weakest part part it, of his game. Hurt his stock. He could, but he could year. also be your number three safety. I say I think he could also play deep. And if you don't, if let's say you decide not to pick up the fifth year option on Terrell Edmonds, mm-hmm. now that becomes a need. That or you, you want to address. play more in big nickel. Well, yeah, and things that like give, that I think too. he gives you some some options there. But I also think we already draft. We can't forget who we added. We added Cox, who I think is going to be on the field a lot. I think you're going to have two two. Linebackers on the field a lot in yeah. the next five years, which you know is fine. I mean? But again, if, if if Wade is your is your is your slot, mm-hmm. your big slot, even if if you if you play more dime, or well, I guess you wouldn't play dime if you got both of those cover guys. That's what I'm saying. Unless one of them got hurt, and then you're mm. but well, you have options. You've got options. I, I was just thinking you'll probably won't play as much big nickel as I mentioned because you have two linebackers that you want to take off the field. Yeah, presumably. I'm fine with Wade though. Or you could play a, a three man defensive front too. Yes. I mean. Yes. I mean, you get Highsmith off the field. Yeah. Yeah. I don't love that, though. I think they have four good ones out well, there. Well, give you somebody, okay, the other, one of the other guys blitzes. Mm-hmm. Who? Which one? What Which receivers one? are floating around? Well, let's get to that, then. Uh, offensively, receiver, you got Shai Smith out of South Carolina, Austin Watkins out of UAB, Cade Johnson. That's a name I was about to bring up. As, I wonder if he's there. Yeah, South Dakota State, like him a lot. Uh, Wap Filer uh, out of... Uh, Indiana, Sage Sherrod out of Wake Forest, Daz Newsom. Um, really, when I look at that, I mean, Johnson really kind of stands out there for me a little bit. Right. Uh, the the uh, I like him noticeably more than the other names you mentioned at that position. The center position is really kind of you got Trey Hill, Drake Jackson, Jimmy Morrissey. Those yeah, are guys. Those guys are all. Those are just pushing. They're not helping the problem a whole heck of a lot. No, they're, they're, those are guys that you take just to push uh, uh, Hassenauer off, yeah, off the yeah. roster. Um, Which is fine for a six-round pick. Yeah, I'm right, sure but not here. not here, no. Any noses? Um, looking here, you got got uh, Odigizuwa out of uh, UCLA. He's not really a nose. No, he's not, but he's a talented guy. Yeah, Ogundeje uh, out of uh, Notre Dame, not mm. really a nose. Mm-mm. Uh, Cam Sample out of Tulane, not really a nose. nose. Jalen Twyman out of Pitt, not really a nose. No. Marvin Wilson could play some nose for you. It's an interesting. That's a vote to your defensive line coach. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a talented guy that played well two years ago, and this coach this guy up. Yeah. The edges are. Uh, and you, you tell Cam Hayward turn this guy into a player. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just hey, kick Cam, him in the you butt. Got a new job. Yeah. Uh, the kid out of Duke, uh, Dumukeje. Uh, Chauncey Golston, Dalen Hayes, Shaka Tony, William Bradley King, Janarius Robinson. Um, I don't, I don't see that. The uh, names that look to, that I like are Marvin Wilson, Caden Wade. 
Kate Johnson and Wade from Ohio State. I think you take Sean Wade there. I think you make Wade sure. and Wilson are kind of the same, where they were like high on lists. This year didn't go to plan, but this was a really weird year, people. Will, you know what Wade I mean? was changing positions, and he changed positions. Yeah. I mean, we were but when he played in the, in the slot, he was good. Oh yeah, I mean, unlike McShay's first mock draft of the year, he's a top ten pick, right? You know, based off last year tape, and it didn't go great, but. It was a weird. I mean, it's a weird year, and I'm not going to ask him to play outside right now. Right. I'm yeah. Like, he. Let's take him. Yeah. Let's take him. All right. He's the pick. We're back up at 141 here. Wonder if he's one of those guys, right? Minnesota's on the on the phone. They're offering us for pick 141 in our seventh 2022 seventh round draft pick. They're offering us pick 143 and 201 to move hmm. back two spots. Two spots is nothing. Is Wilson or Cade Johnson available? Well, let's see. Go see here. Um, or both. <laughs> Kate Johnson is still available. Uh, defensive tackle, Marvin Wilson is still available. Let's move back. Okay, we can do that. If one of those guys goes, we take the other one. Yeah, right. I think they like, like when the draft makes the decision for you and yeah. I pick up a little something. All right, else. we accepted that. And they took Charles Snowden. Fine. That's fine. Okay. That doesn't, that doesn't help, doesn't our, change us doesn't help right. our dilemma, though. <laughs> no, it doesn't help our decision. But who do you like of those two? I think we can get... Nose tackle types later in the draft. I'm not even sure he is a nose tackle. Right, I just I, I want him I, to. I, but I there are other guys. There are other guys that we can take that are that. I know. I just think his ceiling's really high. And, uh, and bring him in this environment would be maybe uh, really good for him. To me, when I replace Cam, when the time comes to replace Cam Hayward, I want to replace it with a first or second round guy. Oh yeah, um, I'm not saying this is a replacement. I'm just saying. He could turn into a facsimile of that. Yeah. I mean, if, if he's coached up properly and motivated and rotate him in, don't ask a lot early on. But mm-hmm. Kate Johnson's Kate good. Johnson makes my team better right now. Mm-hmm. They need a slot. Yeah. I'm fine. Let's and a return Kate guy. He gets yeah, Ray Ray yeah, off, yeah. The, off the ride. Ray Ray is not even under contract. Let's do it. Kate Johnson's the pick. And now we get a little bit of a wait here. But, man, we filled some holes. Honestly, we got a lot of things taken care of already. Yeah. We're back up at 201. Now let's take a look at those defensive players. And we still need an edge. We still need a defensive nice. tackle. Yeah. Another corner wouldn't hurt. Another corner wouldn't we hurt. We filled all of our offense. I'd say I'm not sure offense. There's not a center that I would do jumping jacks for. No. Or is there, you know, I don't know the draft well enough. Is there a guard that I could teach a center over the that's, next I mean, that's, That would be something yeah. to consider, but I don't know who that is. Uh, okay, so we're back up here at 201. I didn't even consider a safety. Well, we got Wade who could be a safety. Yeah, he could be. Uh, or even a true little slot corner. Yeah, that I would. would consider, you yeah. know, right? Uh, you got LeBron Ray out of uh, Alabama. Mustafa Johnson out of Colorado. Taquan Graham out of Texas. Okay. Uh, Chris Tonga out of uh, He's BYU. He's been on our team a few times. Yeah. Uh, Lorenzo Neal out of Purdue to, to Daryl Slayton out of Florida. So there's some there's some options there at the big guys. Yeah, any of them blowing your skirt up? None mm-hmm. of them have me too super excited. Not super, super excited, but they're nice fallback They're fine, yeah. yeah. At the edge rusher position, you got Malcolm Kuntz out of Buffalo, Joshua Kando out of bad. Uh, Florida State, uh, Jonathan Cooper out of Ohio State, uh, Wyatt Hubert out of K State, Teron Jackson out of Coastal Carolina, Patrick Johnson out of Tulane is a guy that's kind of growing on me a little hmm. bit. I wouldn't have a problem with him there. Yeah, I mean he's twenty-four and a half sacks in thirty-four career games. Yeah, I mean there's. This is another big conversation. There's an art to getting sacks. Yeah. I, I forget what interview I heard the other day where they had a college 
coach on, and he was talking about one of the hardest things we had to deal with this it's summer finishing. was we had no way of practicing finishing. Yeah. And he said a lot of NFL teams were complaining about that too. Like, it's hard for a defensive line or an edge coach to coach sacking in practice. I mean, you're not going to blast Ben. That's one. Of, yeah, <laughs> you know that's one mean? of the things you talked about. Season. You know, when I was still doing a radio show with with Stephon Tuit, mm-hmm. Stephon Tuit would get pressures. He mm-hmm. would get quarterback hits, but he wasn't getting the sacks. And he's and, and, and he talked about. He says, you know, when I watch, when I look back, to, this is three years ago. Yeah, he's a young he, guy at this point. He said. When I look back at, at the at the times where I was on the quarterback, but I just missed him by a half second, when I would get close to the quarterback, I'd start chopping my feet a little bit. Okay. Instead of just running like through, like breaking down on a punt. Yeah, yeah. Instead of just running through the quarterback, you know, I start I start slowing down to chop my feet to, to break down to make sure I hit him right. That might be half a second difference. That's half a second. That's right, why you're not right, getting right. sacks. Well, this year he gets eleven sacks. <laughs> and now he learns. Right? <laughs> you know, the finishing's an art. Yeah. And if this guy can finish at this point, I'm interested. I'm interested in him. Let's look yeah. at the corners. Uh, you got Trey Brown. There's your, there's your little nickel. Him, right? Yeah, right. he's he's like Mike Hilton. Right. He would help on special teams a lot too. I bet oh, he's a gunner yeah. immediately. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, but he, he, again, the only the only knock on him is that he's small. We don't care about that. So much. I don't care though. I already he, added a like big, I said, he's Mike dude. Hilton. Right. Right. Um, I'm gonna have a hard time passing on him. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I like him. Um, Brings a little attitude that they'll probably lose with Hilton too. You know what? Let's just draft. Let's him. just take him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too good to be true. He's he's. We guy. added two corners, but very different. Yeah, right. And, I and think, one could be a safety, and one maybe one right, stays right, a corner. Right. We've we've helped our second, and we've helped our special teams a lot. Right. Uh, we're back up here again at two twenty five. We really helped our special teams when you include Cox in that mix too. And Long and right, yeah, right, those right. Those guys are going to play Long, teams, right? Yeah. And even a returner and uh, what's his face, the, the receiver. From, yeah, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah special teams got a makeover. Coach Smith's happy with us. Okay, well now we're back up at two twenty-five. So the defensive tackles are all still there. Well, no, I'm sorry, Mustafa Johnson did go. Okay, is Mal- the edge there? Malcolm Koontz went. Um, the edge, Patrick Johnson's still there. That'd be nice. You want to take him? Yeah. Again, you're helping your special, special teams, teams, and yeah, Patrick Johnson's the pick. Nice. We're not asking a lot of him in year one, but he might be able to come in. And, well, if he can get five pass rushes a game out of him, yeah. you know. And he can push the Olas of the world yeah. and that kind of stuff, too, I think has value. We're back up at 244. Here we go. Um, we got to be coming to the end, though. Is this, this is, I think, our last pick. Okay. Uh, no, we get two picks left. I'm sorry. We get 253 as well. So where do we want to go with this? Nose tackle type? We haven't taken a nose tackle yet. So you got to Daryl Slayton. Quentin Bohanna out of Kentucky, Austin Falo out of uh, Oregon, Kenneth Randall out of Charleston, Naquan Jones out of Michigan State, Carlo Kemp. Any D lineman in general, he doesn't have to be a nose. Yeah. Would have some interest. I say this all the time, and we haven't had much of a remedy for it, but I don't love Bugs and Davis at the end of the draft and hoping they hit. You know, these guys, some of this kind of pick would be similar, but. You do it three times and one of the three hits is right. worth you, it. I mean, you know? you know, they've done that in the past with guys like Brett Kiesel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a seventh-round draft pick, and he plays, he plays 12 years for you. Mm-hmm. But he was a different – you know, they took an athlete there. That was the – Right. You know, th- this is – Turned him into a 3-4 end. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what Davis is, too. Yeah, I'm looking here at those guys. Uh, Slayton, How about our typical Slayton's 6'5", 358 pounds. I mean, he is a nose. He's a nose. Again, yeah. I don't know if they want one or not. Um, if a good one falls to the sixth round, do they want one, or are they done with noses? 
here's the here's the, the, the one of the write ups on this is on the Draft Network. The write up on Tordero Slayton. Uh, he's listed at nearly 360 pounds, but he looks much slimmer than his listed weight. He looks around 330 pounds. Now, mind you, he's six <laughs> five. He's six five, so it's not like he's a right a little right. dumpy guy. Uh, his weight's well even, which means he carries it well. Yeah, he's, yeah right, he's right. he carries he's his weight well, dude, evenly right. uh, distributed. Leverage is the name of his game, and he often starts low in his stance. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's a little different than my colors. Yeah, um, they say he's he's a developmental zero or one technique. His, sure. his best fit is a, a, a three four nose tackle or a one technique in a four three defensive front. Okay, I I, I I like that those I think those guys do good work, and. They obviously know more about him than we do. I like what I heard. Yeah, I think you take him. I think you take him. Because you don't – those other guys that we talked about, I haven't seen enough of Carlos Davis at None the nose. None of them are noses. But that's the thing. None of them are true noses. No, this, no. this guy is – and maybe, you know, he's 6'5", let's say he's 6'5", 340 right mm-hmm. now. What if he loses 10, 15 pounds? Sure, sure. Then maybe he can be an end for point. you. Maybe. All right. I'm cool with it. Let's take him. He's the pick. To Daryl Slayton. And we're finally up here at 253. Um, punter? I don't. I haven't even looked at punters. Yet. I don't even know who it would be. I don't, uh, you could t- tell me five made-up names, and I believe <laughs> <laughs> Zach Von Rosenberg. How about that <laughs> right, one? Yeah. Um, Brian Mills out of uh, North Carolina Central, the, the big long cornerback, is still available. He would be interesting. Just if we're just looking Practice at best squad him and just looking at best player available. Yeah. Um, my big guy, long corners are always going to be. This guy was my my me. sleeper running back. Ooh, Garrett Dokes out of uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, again, a, a two hundred twenty running back isn't crazy to me. A two hundred twenty pound back or two hundred thirty pound back. Who's, yeah, I mean, what if somebody gets injured in camp and, or is he better than Snell? Yeah, Tommy Kramer available. At we a, always draft. Let's always not in, take him because we always take. Him. Yeah, we take him all the time. Um. Quarterback KJ Costello, we've taken before uh, at the cornerback or quarterback position. He's probably the best available. Let me see who else is there. Maybe we've... I kind of like the second running back idea. Could take Ian Book as a uh, weapon, kind of. Mm-hmm. Sam Eilinger, Patrick Ramsey, all those guys around. Ellinger, um, receiver uh, Trey Walker out of San Jose State, Simi Faco out of uh, Stanford, Isaiah McCoy out of Kent State. Uh, Trey Nixon at the UCF. Michael. Gotta take the bat your back over those guys. We'll make the two backs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one's probably a practice squatter, but if they happen to play outplay Snell or well, they've, even McFarland they've used point, or? six or seven backs the last two years. Right, because, right, right. You know, if he's a, a, a talented dude, you got him. Puka Williams is available. Yeah, he's a little tiny guy. Master, you know he has how many toes on one foot. I did not know that. He cut him off in the lawnmower. And his high school coach didn't know that till like, his third year playing. Wow. He'd, like, stuff an extra sock in there, and you never could tell by his movement because he's an unbelievably fast dude. One of his feet have, like, half a toe on him. Maybe that's why he's faster. Maybe more people should do that. Maybe, maybe that's just <laughs> me down. He would be, instead of being 5'9", 175 pounds, he'd be 176. Right. <laughs> and 5'9", and a quarter. <laughs> that's not right. I can't believe you said that. Uh, but Master Teague available out of Ohio State. Maybe. Caleb Huntley out of Ball State, C.J. Marable out of Coastal Carolina. Ideally, if we had a big back, a Javante, and we're taking another one, it would be in the Felton-Carter mode. I mean, not those two. They'd be long gone. 
But you're 220 pound, dude. I mean, what if Williams gets hurt the first day of camp? You know, what yeah. I mean, like, it, good point. These things happen. Yeah. I mean, this this is what Green Bay did a couple of years ago when they were looking for a back. They took three that year. And Aaron Jones ended up being the best. And Aaron Jones ended up right. being the best one of them. Mm-hmm. And so you just run with him. Right. That's, you know it's a problem. Throw an extra it. resource at it and Let's say because you have a high grade on Garrett Dokes is the guy. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And we're done there. So our, our uh, This might be our favorite mock yet. Really? We got the Giants second round pick next year. We do have the Giants second round pick next year. So in the uh, we took Javante Williams with pick forty two, mm-hmm. Dylan Raddins at uh, the offensive tackle at fifty five. Love it. Uh, Jabril Cox at seventy six. Defense that, is very happy about yeah. that. Hunter Long at eighty seven. Okay. Sean Wade at one twenty eight. Yeah. Cade Johnson at one forty three. Didn't get a center. We didn't get a center. But that's but, the only negative of this yeah. draft to me. Uh, but we filled other spots that we don't need well, to, you know. With the exact style of player we need. Yeah. You know. Uh, Trey Brown, cornerback out of Oklahoma at He's 201. I mean, um, we had him and Wade to the secondary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Made the secondary better, hopefully. Uh, but then they ran as well of, as Cox on the this second. This is one of my problems with this thing, by the way. It, you can't see you all. You can't scroll down really well. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I, I gotta, always get like a banner ad at the bottom. I got to close and then. Yeah. And I can't cut and paste it and stick it on Twitter. I got to type the names in. That's a problem. Know yeah. Why that happens? Uh, so after Trey Brown, we took uh, Patrick Johnson, the edge out of Tulane. Worth a shot. Yeah. Two twenty-five. Right. That adds to that room as well. Our special um, teams are really happy. We took to Daryl Slayton at two forty-four out yeah, of uh, Florida. Yeah, a shot. Yeah. And another big body. Another mix. big body, talented. Um, we took Garrett Dokes at two fifty-three. Yeah, and he he better learn how to cover kicks. I don't know if he can or not, but. It'll help his cause a heck of a lot. Absolutely. So I, th- I think we and Not we got and we get the Giants second round draft pick next year. That's the, that's the chair. That's the kicker. Right, right, yeah. right. And we don't have to pay anybody a fifth year option. God, and there's that. <laughs> and there's that. Uh, but uh, that's going to do it for for well this uh, segment. So uh, for my partner Matt Williamson, uh, for Jacob Breck here on site keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And of course, you can uh, always hear us here on Steelers.com or wherever you download your podcast, whether that be on Apple iTunes, the iHeartMedia app. You got to do that, you, folks. Yeah, Get please do. Right. Yeah, subscribe. Leave us uh, comments uh, with your feedback on, on those uh, platforms as well. We sure. like that, and that helps us uh, gain more listeners. And you know, if you if you're not listening to this show, I, I really don't know what to tell you because. <laughs> You're probably misinformed. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm not going to toot back. our I'm not going to toot our own horns. Here. Well, yeah, I am. We're doing pretty nice work here. We do. Right. Uh, you know, check we out the rest of the Sierra Nation Radio too. Absolutely. There's a lot of good stuff going. on. A lot on. of good stuff on there, including our triple takes. Triple takes are new and fun as well. Yeah, yeah you that, can hear those. Video they, for that as yeah. well. So you can see a lot of us. And hey, I wouldn't wouldn't kill you to uh, subscribe to uh, Peacock and Williamson <laughs> out there uh, on the on the uh, podcast world. It would help me out a little bit as well. 
anyway, so the cornerback position, Matt, is one that a lot of people are looking at for the Steelers, and 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 there was actually on on uh, on your website uh, NFL Pro Football Network. Pro Football Network. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of your guys did a a, a full seven round mock, and I think had the Steelers taking three corners, including two early. Oh, wow. Early in the draft, like because he's under the assumption that the Steelers have to cut Joe Hayden. Yeah. I where mean, they have to cut Stephen Nelson, and I keep like, hearing that a lot. Well, they got to cut Joe, Joe uh, Hayden or, or Stephen Nelson. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. And and that you can still bring back Hilton or Sutton and keeping those guys. It's yeah, possible. Because Sutton's important to me. Sutton's important, you know. And, and here's the thing: if you right, Stephen Nelson's 28 years old, mm-hmm. you could add, and he's only signed through next season, through 2022. Gotcha. You could add a couple of years onto his deal. And I think he's been a success here. Yeah. I think his first year was a little better than the second, but I know. He was still solid, yeah. Right. Um, his cap hit this year is $14.4 million. You could get that down pretty deep. You could get that down, right? yeah. Because his, his base salary is 8.25. What uh, if you the, added two years to his deal? You add a couple of years to his deal, the pro rate of bonus right now is 6.17. So if you add two more years to the deal, obviously you're going to give him a little a little sugar on that. Yeah, he's not going to be like, oh, great. Yeah, yeah. He wants a little something extra. Um, but his base salary, you get to knock down to a million. That's nice. Down from 8.275. You can save about between 5 and $6 million. I it's about five-ish, isn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. Would you rather extend him or Hayden? I think Nelson because of the I think you extend age. Nelson because of the age. Hayden is what he is. His cap number is 15.5, but you've... Yeah. You've done that's part of that's because you've also restructured him a couple of times. I know, I know. And so, you know, what do you say by cutting them? Seven million dollars. Mm-hmm. So if if you if you had your druthers, you could you could get you could re, you could extend Nelson and get let's say five and a half million dollars. I like that. I'm in on that. Or cut Hayden and get seven million dollars. I'm extending Nelson. I'm keeping those two corners together, mm-hmm. and that's the money that I need then to sign Cam Sutton. Or, yeah, exactly. Um, I fear a little. I don't want to get old at corner overnight. No, because you know, Sutton's not young either, and he's on. He's twenty six. I mean, next year's second round pick might be a corner. You know, what I mean, but you got a couple young dudes in the mix, and I don't think any of them are declining at the moment. Do you think this is possible? Because Hayden has been, he's wealthy. I mean, he's made a lot of money. I mean, could you make a handshake agreement? Joe, we're going to cut you, and then two minutes later, we're going to sign you to a new deal. Or do you go to him in, in, in the way you have with Ben Roethlisberger, and you say, "Hey, Joe, we'd like to. We like you, but not at this number." Ben is Ben is taking this deal at the end of his career to we come back and try next. to. Could you Could you do something similar? I I mean, he's he's been in other places that I'm sure he does, or another place that he doesn't <laughs> like. I'm sure as much as being here. Yeah. Um, I would think that he'd be very open to that making first-round money throughout his life and happy with the situation. Uh, I, I, maybe there's something to work with there. Yeah, I think and, I think he could do something like that that would make it more palatable. Uh, because, like his base salary, seven million dollars. His prorated bonus is, is eight point five seven mm-hmm. of that of that fifteen five seven uh, hit. I want him on game day. So if you if you say, hey Joe, we're gonna we're gonna we're going to add a couple years to your contract here. They're really voidable years. You probably won't see. You probably either, maybe, right. maybe you see. You know, if you play well this year, maybe we bring you back again next year. But that's probably the end of it. But you're 32. We're looking for your replacement yeah. as we speak. Yeah. You just be honest with them. Yeah. Right. That's not bad. And again, you knock that. You, you, you probably save. You know, four or five. You know, four and a half million dollars there. Both those moves on corners. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and people say, well, it's kicking the can down the road. Here's the thing. The road's huge. The road is big. Yeah. The road is long. The ro- yeah, there's plenty <laughs> of lanes in the road. He ain't heavy. He's my brother. Right, and yeah. your defense is still really good next year. You know, like I want Hayden there on game day, and Sutton might replace him a year from now or even this year. I mean, yeah. you play so much nickel, it doesn't matter that Sutton, Nelson, and Hayden are going to be in the field Seventy five percent of the time. You may anyway. still you may you may get to the point where you say, Okay, when we're in our base defense, Sutton's out there and Hayden's say, on the Hayden bench. might be on the bench. But when we go to our our, our nickel and dime Sutton kicks Hayden, inside. Yeah, Sutton kicks inside, Hayden plays outside. Yeah. And Hayden might be like, Wow, that's twenty five percent less snaps I have to play. That might keep me better and fresher too. Right. You know? Or some teams Hayden's the the outside guy in in two corner situations, sometimes it's Sutton or you know, they've done a lot of those type of things over the years too. Yeah, because there's a lot of well. I the, want Hayden to be a Steeler next year. The though. Steelers, the Steelers have 19 players, 17 players really under contract for 2022. Now you'd have two more with Nelson and Hayden, right? And Hayden might be declining. He might not. But I think I'm, the more I think about it, I mean, including Ebron, there's more and more guys I want to stretch things out with, and maybe that gets me Sutton, Alou, Alou, Zach Banner. And a center that can play. That's right. You know, that's not. That's better than Ben Garland. You know, it's yeah. a five million dollar year center. You know what I mean? Like that's not too much to ask out of an off season. No, I, I think it makes you a better team. Yeah, and you got some dudes. Not that you want the wrong dudes, but then you have more guys under contract a year from now. You know, you, it, there's some. And you still have a lot of cap space. And you're probably going to add eight picks or something to those guys too, and yeah. a lot of cap space. Yeah. And you're going to have a quest for a quarterback, but that's okay. That's fine. You, you again. You yeah. got as long as you. I'm approaching Nelson and Hayden. If you go into next season with, you got your you got your roster. What is it, what it is? Mm-hmm. You got 45 of those guys coming back, and you've got 50 million dollars in cap space. 50 that's million the, in cap that's space. That's the ideal situation. You right. don't want to go. You don't have a quarterback though. You don't have a quarterback, but you got 50 million in cap space. Mm-hmm. But you could trade for next year's version of Darnold or Wentz. Right, that's always on the table. Right. I mean, you could fit those. This year they couldn't do some of those. Right, they, they just you can't do it. You couldn't trade for Derek Carr if he was on the block or whatever. But their cornerback position right now, as it is, is um, you got Joe Hayden, Nelson, James, Nelson, James Pierre, Justin Lane mm-hmm. are, your, are your top uh, four guys. What and do you, you think of those two? I'm not saying I'm disappointed I think in similar. Lane, but I wish I saw a little more to this point. And maybe if they would have had a normal preseason, I'd like him more. I think Pierre's fine. Yeah, I think I'm not he, he's I, the next Hilton. Yeah, but I, think I think he's, he's too. Gonna what, make the team what I don't know, and what I haven't been able to find out, like in the last game of the season, when Hayden was out, yeah, they played Pierre over Lane. Was that to see what they have in him, or well, it was uh, in the playoffs. I think he's better. Oh, in the playoffs. Yeah. I was thinking it was week seventeen. Um, but here's the thing: they on their on the website they list Pierre as the backup to Hayden. They list Lane to the back as the backup at right cornerback to Nelson. Was that a right cornerback versus left cornerback thing? Because they don't flop them. I mean, they are yeah. a left and right team. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been. I know I haven't stood next to Pierre. How big is he? He's listed at six two. He and Lane are He's both taller than you. He and Lane are both big cornerbacks. Yeah, I know. Well, I've never plays. stood next to him either. That's the problem. Saying, I mean, have you seen him? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen him running around on the field, and he's a big cornerback. Yeah, right. Um, I know. Last year during training camp, um, that was one of the you know when we were watching Chase Claypool and, and yeah. well Chase Claypool went up and caught a ball over Justin Pierre or James Pierre and was like, who's not a little fellow? Who's not a little guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm just wondering. Are, are They're the, both outside corners though. 
do we think Lane or Pierre might be Hayden's successor? Or Potentially, yeah. I think you got. Can two, you live with them? I think you got. Two, I wish I knew more about both. But. You got two young guys there that, that have both gotten their feet wet at the mm-hmm. NFL level. There's a lot there to like in terms of size. But I think it's safe speed. to say with Pierre, he's not just a bottom of the rock. He's not dangerous. He's not a throwaway. No, yeah, I mean he's not just a special teamer. No. There's something there. Yeah, no, he's a they, big Steeler next year. They like him. Yeah, yeah. So that's something. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it makes me feel better if I do extend Nelson and Hayden because there's a, there's a guy here that's young and knows the system and you know Lane I wish I knew more about because he's yeah. been picked on a little bit but a little bit. that's what corner happens to corners that's what happens right, yeah right, right. he was a third round draft pick it's not like he was a first yeah again I wish I'd have seen preseason tape of him this year um, then you get the decisions on Mike Hilton and Cam Sutton I think we've been pretty clear about where we've been linked I think I think he's gone yeah. yeah people are gonna like him. Um, the league still doesn't view slot corners as starters as much as they will. I bet a year from two from now, I think they're a little behind on that. But he's a starter. Yeah, he's going to make money. He's got a lot of really good tape, and he's five two. I mean, like I, I'm, I mean, I'm not invested in him. Sorry, I like him, but I'm not invested in him. Yeah, um, Sutton's also I'm a year. Sutton's also a year younger. Yeah, more so, versatile, bigger, yeah. can play outside. Do you think slot corner if you? Is slot corner a need if Hilton leaves and Sutton stays? Yes. I mean, in our mocks, we usually add a fifth roundish guy. Yeah, I think you need to quickness. you need to develop somebody because the only answer then that you have if Sutton gets hurt and you don't add anybody else to that is kicking Stephen Nelson inside the slot cornerback, and he doesn't like he doesn't like to do it. He wasn't great at. It. He can do it, right. but he wasn't great at. It. Unless you feel like you can move. You know, the other option is to move Minka Fitzpatrick to your slot. done it too. Yeah. But then you get worse in two spots, kind of. I mean, who's your free? Yeah. I mean, there's options, but it's not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. I would like to add a 5'9 slot corner who's tough and can, you know, if you can add handle a, slot a, a six foot slot corner. Well, yeah. But that's a second <laughs> round pick and not a six round pick or a fifth round pick. You, you know? know, again, we, we did our mock draft earlier uh, today in our previous segment, and, mm-hmm. you know, we took two. Took two. We took, and, a, we took a big one and a little one. And there's a ripple effect, too, to extending Nelson and Hayden, and maybe that lands our center, and we don't have that need, and so a third-round pick's a corner. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so this all comes together. Uh, but the cornerback position, you know, if you think about it, you know, when people talk about, well, you know, the Steelers uh, 20, you know, 2015, 2016, 2017, you know, they got into the playoffs and couldn't win. Look at who they were starting at cornerback at that point. That was like the Blakes of the world. Yeah. You know, and Burns didn't help shortly after. You know, yeah. Right. No, this is the best situation the corner's been in since Woodson. Yeah, so I don't think you walk away from that No, this is what you by, by cutting guys. That That's, no, that's right, bad right. business. If anything, you add to it or yeah. stick with what you got. And your pass rush should make the life easier on these guys, too, of course, right. as it has for years, a couple years now. Yeah. Now, and, I like the idea of, the more I think about it, the more I like about talking to Hayden and Nelson. You talk about them in different lights. You talk to Joe kind of like you did to Ben. Yeah. And Nelson, you talk about, hey, we like what you're doing. We want to add a couple bit, and we'll give you some sugar yeah. on top. It helps Joe. St- Joe and, and Nelson and, and, and uh, Hayden are very close, too. Are they? Yeah. And one would stay. They'd keep their exact same roles. You yeah. Know, you're you guys, we want right, to keep you guys right. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this helps it happen. Yeah. And we're going to add something. We'd like to keep Cam around, too. Right. Interesting. Yeah, um, so I, you know, I think it's a, an interesting group. I think you can add to it, um, you know, depending on you know how Pierre and Lane down. are interesting and right. Yeah, so it'd be nice to have one more guy to the mix that's young. 
Yeah, I mean, if, if you look at some of the, uh, um, you know, they've got guys like a Trevor Williams out of Penn State. They, they added as a, a futures guy. Okay. Uh, Steven Denmark. Um, you know, these, yeah. These, those guys don't, I'm not guaranteeing any of those no, guys but anything. but people step up in camp. And that's, we how they found Mike, that's how they found week. Mike Hilton. You know, say Hilton was not you know, part of the equation. Ju- James Pierre was undrafted. Right. Uh, people always forget that, too. I mean, across this roster, there will be two or three names that none of us are talking Nobody's about. Nobody's talking about. That are good football players, yeah. and they're allowed to get better, and coaches get paid for a reason, and so do scouts to find these guys that once they learn. And this year it's going to be different than ever, too. Like, find a guy that didn't play last year and bring him in as an undrafted free agent, and boy, he's really talented. We just didn't know who he was. Yeah, I think the key this year is actually having, and we'll see how this works out, something of an offseason and uh, be nice to have mini camp, uh, mini camp, training right. camp, preseason, preseason games. games. Right, right. I mean, preseason games I think are huge this year. I think they're huge. Absolutely. You I mean, can't they can only get two. Of them you can't go two years in a row without having preseason games. And last year, remember how before we even knew what COVID was, we were like, oh, they got the Hall of Fame game. Now it's like, ooh, they got another perk. Yeah, they the get the, they get the extra game this year. That's, that's a nice advantage, especially yeah. if you're not going to run. Especially back. if they cut back to cut it back to three, so right. you still get four. You get to go to camp earlier. Yeah. you know, you get more reps for all these guys. Per, presumably, a pretty big rookie class. You know, that's a nice advantage. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, but uh, hopefully, all that stuff happens. Yeah, um, but that cornerback position is one where I would not be uh, all that quick to uh, say, "Hey, we got to cut Joe Hayden or you got to cut Stephen Nelson." No, no, I think no. That's uh, that. All you do by doing that is create another hole in your. Yeah, lineup. so you just create more. More water coming through. And if you if you do that, boat. well, you got to do that so you can sign Cam Sutton. Again, you're just you're you're creating another hole. You're trading apples for apples, in right? A way, and it, you buy some youth, obviously. But man, I, I don't. You, you better draft a corner than high. Absolutely, and you, that that now becomes a big else, need, and yeah. now that's something else that you don't. That's your third round pick's not a tight end or a center, or you know, it's, yeah. it's a corner. Yeah, every everything's a there's a domino effect to everything here mm-hmm. that you do. Yeah. And so I think that's part of the team building process that the Steelers are going through right now. Um, again, when they're when they're going through talking about what they need to do with Ben Roethlisberger, this There's is par- this is part of the process. This is why they're they're yeah. talking this way. Hey Ben, we can, we want to get we want to get this deal done with you, so then we can start working on some of these other things that we need to get done. Then you call Hayden's agent, and, yeah, because you know, the Roethlisberger ones. deal gets them then under the cap. Right now, you can breathe. Now again. you now you start. Okay, now if we if we're under the cap, if we do this move, then we can do that move, and you know, pick up three million here. Or, yeah, you know, nine hundred thousand here, and a, a Boswell deal yeah. or whatever. But once yeah. you're under, like, you just need to get under the cap right now. This we're mm-hmm. not worried about signing draft picks or anything like that. That's that's for down the road. Right, 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 right. You know, as long as you get Make under the happen, cap, yeah. you can do that. You can do that. That Stephen Nelson contract extension in camp. Anytime, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. You can do that whenever. You know, hey, we, you know, we're got right, together camp. We're right at the cap, great, but we need know, money right. to sign, or you know, we uh, we got to get money to sign these draft picks. Steve Nelson, you want to? That gets you five. You're gonna need like five million to sign your draft picks. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's your five million. There's your five million with one move, right? And you don't have to worry about that now. And you don't even know what the cap is. That's it's the about other, time yeah. we need to know those things too. That, like the franchise tag's been out for a while, and nobody's using it. Nobody's used it because they, they don't know what the cap is. Cap is right. Yeah. Um, and we, you know we're almost in March. Uh, we yeah, next week when we come back, we'll be in March, mm-hmm. and we should be getting uh, news on the compensatory picks as well. Yeah, yeah, there are some shoes to drop to, for team building stuff. Yeah, that 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 really then once the comp picks are out, that changes oh, everything yeah, yeah. in our little mock draft uh, simulations. It does. 
It does. <clears throat> and I would assume all this stuff happens waiting on a TV deal. Yeah. I mean, the, the billion dollar decisions and then they affect the million dollar decisions. Yeah. Right. It's all part of the process here. But uh, yeah, that cornerback room is, is interesting. Uh, Steelers.com sat down uh, with Steven Nelson oh, yeah, in yeah. an interview here. We haven't heard from any players in a while, uh, so I did want to play that back for everybody in case they hadn't heard that. Uh, he's an interesting guy. I like Steven Nelson. I like talking to him. He's been a good addition. Not the most interesting guy when you're actually interviewing him. Like My <laughs> best, con- style, my best though, conversations yeah. with him are when we're talking about just non-football stuff, like fishing or, okay. or his family, that kind of stuff. Uh, when you're talking about, you know, asking him his opinion about the game and things like that, he's not going to tell you. He's not going to give you much. A whole lot yeah. of secrets. Huh? Yeah, but okay. it is what it is. I'm I, cool with that. I appreciate that. He's a, he's a bright guy. Uh, but here's what Stephen Nelson had to say with Steelers.com. Steve Nelson stepped in front of T.Y. Hilton. All right, Steve, uh, you are in sunny Arizona. I am in freezing Pittsburgh, so I'm jealous about that. But I I do want to go back to the 2020 season and kind of how things ended. Uh, Have you gone back and watched anything from that wild card game or even started to the process of reviewing the season as its entirety? Right, yeah, it it was a tough pill to swallow. Excuse me. Um, I watched that game (laughs) a handful of times and, you know, just trying to figure out you know, uh, what could have been different or, you know, what if this happened? What, you know, just all the what ifs, you know, and, um, you know, it, it, it could have been a lot of different scenarios, man. And, uh, you know, it was just it was just hard, you know, to lose that way. Is there something mm-hmm. since you did watch it a few times that really stuck out to you that maybe you didn't notice mm-hmm. at the time or is there like a, a reoccurring theme? Mm-hmm. Um, Not really. Um, I think, you know, as a whole, you know, we we, ha- we hold ourselves to a, um, a higher standard. And, um, you know, we definitely could have played, you know, a lot better. And um, I think everybody, you know, has, you know, taken that taking that ownership and um, it's gonna work towards, a, you know, a better outcome this year. Now, when you look at the season as a whole, there's the 11-0 start, but then there's losing in the first round of the playoffs. So how do you even, uh, I guess, sum up in your opinion what this team accomplished or did not accomplish in 2020? Yeah, I, I would say uh, we we, have, we showed a lot of uh, potential, you know, that we can be, you know, that, um, that, that last team standing, you know, throughout the year. Um, going 11-0, that's pretty hard, you know, to do in the NFL, you know, you have teams that can beat you each and every week, you know, for, I think that just shows, you know, our capability and what we can do for the future. Now you said heading into the 2020 season, you felt like you were an underdog, kind of underrated. Uh, How do you think Mm -hmm. you did personally this past season? Mm -hmm. And uh, what are your goals Mm -hmm. moving forward as, you know, just the start of the off season? Right, yeah, um, I think this year I also, I did uh, fairly a great job as well, you know, just, you know, you can always, you know, count on me to hold down my side um, or whoever I'm lined up against. And, um, you know, that's just that, you know, even uh, even without, you know, all the splashy stats, you know, um, there's just like a there's like an analytic out there. I don't know if you know, but uh, it's called a, a burn rate. And um, I've had a zero zero percent burn rate. And like so I think it's like no receiver has had five yards on me. And, um, you know, that's like very hard to do when you come talking about the NFL. So, you know, I pride myself on that. <clears throat> and um, I think this year as well, you know, that's just what's going to continue to happen. 
The Steelers have made some coaching changes. The one on the defensive side of the ball is defensive backs coach Grady Brown. Mm. Um, do you know anything about him? Have you spoke with him? And just your mm. thoughts. Right. Um, he reached out to uh, the secondary group, you know, introduced himself and, um, you know, said he was, you know, it was an honor to work with uh, with our group. And, um, you know, we welcomed him in. Um, prior to him coming in, I haven't heard of, I haven't heard of him, but um, I'm sure that you know the Steelers organization. You know they don't <clears throat> bring in anybody that they don't you know they trust or um, think that that can get the job done. So you know we, we welcome him in with great arms. All right. So other than uh, getting some vitamin D in Arizona with all that beautiful sunshine <laughs> and warm temperatures, <laughs> what are you up to other than you know the normal off-season things that take place? Right. Um, I have a couple things. Uh, I've been working on uh, my merchandise, Nelson Island. Um, going to drop that. I don't have a release date yet, but I uh, want to keep the fans updated with that. I know that will be a fun project. Um, also going to be starting a YouTube uh, series, you know, just to show a little bit about my life um, off the field and, you know, give everybody a look inside of Steve Nelson's life. And I think it'll be also a fun thing for me. And uh, other than that, you know, just training, you know, per usual, you know, trying to get better each and every day, you know, so we can improve. It, in terms of the off season, I guess the not so fun part is knowing that the team that you last played with is going to be different the next season. And especially this year, there's 19 unrestricted free agents. Will you pay attention to free agency and all the moving mm. parts and, you know, if guys are able to stay or if they go somewhere else? Yeah, you know, and that's the tricky part about the business. You know, you have a, a, a great football team. You know, you have a lot of players that, uh, you know, it, it just happens. You know, their, their contracts are going to run out. You know, um, a lot of decisions, tough decisions will be made, you know. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's the way the business is. You know, I've been through that once um, when, the, when the Steelers signed me uh, 2019. And, uh you know, it's it's a tough process, but it is it's also it also could be fun. You know, uh, if you if you make it out, <laughs> you would say. Now, I'm going into uh, my last year of my contract, so you know, uh, I've had a great time here in Pittsburgh, and I just want to throw that out there. So hopefully, I can be here so we can win some uh, Lombardi trophies. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Now, in terms of uh, the offseason getting a little bit further down the road, last year was very different for everybody, and it was kind of a sudden halt. Uh, but the OTAs, the mini camp, everything was virtual. Do you do you, do you like that? Do you think that that's something that should continue this offseason, or do you feel like for team building uh, aspects, just getting to know maybe a new coach, a new teammate, that you guys do need to do something in person if it's safe? Um. That's a tricky one. Um, I, I personally, I like to be there, but I don't mind, you know, spending extra time with my family, you know, and uh, I know a lot of other guys uh, feel this, might feel the same way. Uh, we're, we're professionals and we, we have to uh, conduct ourselves that way. And I think, you know, this past year showed, you know, just uh, everybody um, that, you know, players are capable of, you know, having that time off and uh, showing up ready to work. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of on the fence with both sides. That was Steelers cornerback uh, Steven Nelson uh, yeah, earlier, earlier this week on Steelers.com. Yeah, and I, I thought, you know, again, the, the cornerback position is one that's obviously interesting. Um, it is. For the Steelers. They've got six guys under contract. 
Um, you know, and everybody, everybody's hot. They they, they got to sign Hayden and uh, you, know, you, you can't sign both of those guys, Hayden, Hayden and Sutton. It's just not going to work. Sutton. Or Hilton and Sutton. I'm right, sorry. right, right. They're not going to cut. I don't see them cutting Joe Hayden. I don't either. And Nelson, I think, has been a, a nice pickup for them. There's been even talk that him or Hayden has to get cut. I, I don't see it that way. No, either. as we talked about in the both. we talked about in the previous segment, I think the more likely thing scenario is that they actually extend uh, Nelson and and, yeah. and get him past you know and lower that cap number that way. But uh, that's good. Gonna, from him, yeah, that's going to do it for uh, our, our show today. Uh, so for my partner Matt Williamson, for Jacob Breck here on site, keeping us on the air. I'm Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.